Hello, my name is Price Van Ray. I am a divorced single dad of five kids. Welcome to my show. <laughs> Hello and welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a great week. It's been very hot here. We've been getting a heat wave. I don't know where this hot air is coming from. <laughs> it's been here like it's, it's all over the world, it seems like, though, because everyone's talking about the other countries. I'm in the United States. But in the other countries, it's very hot. They're saying the ocean temperature is rising. They're talking about hurricanes. Um, We've actually had a couple of tornadoes down south where I live. I'm in Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, there's there's been a a few tornadoes. But um, I'm looking forward to a little bit of the fall because I like it when it's sort of cool. Not like super hot like this. You know, I always wanted to live in Florida, but after the summer... I may have to change my tune. Now, I'm going to talk about the thought of the day. My greatest joy concerning the birth of my child is my role as a teacher to my child, and I a pupil to their teachings. That's right. When we become a parent, we, in essence, become a teacher to our kids. So we have to make sure We teach our kids good things, positive things, not negative things. And we also have to remember that our kids are teaching us. That's right. When our kids start crying, we're going to run right in there when they're they're newborns because we're going to be on edge. We're going to be worried something's going to happen to them. So in a sense, we we are pupils and we are teachers. So I guess the world goes round and around like that. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about something uh, important to me. You always want rules and you want to teach your children. Well, I have two boys and three girls, but I'm going to talk about my boys. And this is rules to teach your son. And I think that's always important because you want your your sons to have a great foundation, a great great mind, a great... A great, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That you just want your sons to be great, making great decisions, doing things right in life, and having a little bit of foreknowledge of what to do. So, these are rules to teach your son. It says, never shake a man's hand sitting down. You never want to do that. <laughs> you want to stand up and look, look the person in the eye. You <clears throat> want to give the person a firm handshake. You don't want to squeeze their hand to the point where it hurts. That's sort of being a jerk. But you definitely want to have good posture. You want to stand up, shake their hand, look them in the eye, and say, Hi, how are you? My name is Price Van Ray. I think that's how everybody wants to be greeted. I mean, if you're sitting down, you sort of look look a little bit sloppy there. You you don't want to look a little sloppy. You you want to look like, like professional. You, you want to make sure you look like somebody who's serious, who's interested in actually meeting somebody. Some people just, I, I've seen people, when they greet people, they say, sup, or how's it going? They don't shake a hand, do anything. But I, I grew up in an age where they say physical contact, especially upon meeting a person, it's a good thing you know, because you're making a connection. And you always want to make some, some kind of a connection which is good. So that's that's one thing you, you do want to do. Uh, here's something a little funny. The man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. 
That's, you have seen, if you've seen many guys standing by the grill, they think their stuff doesn't stink. They think they are in control. They are the master of their domain. They know that they are cooking something great and they have high expectations. <laughs> you ever see somebody so proud of cooking a meal than a man standing by a grill? I, it's, it, it, it's truly amazing and a sight to see. Some guys will even even put this this chef hat on. They'll have the the uh, chef smock on. They'll have the you know the tongs and the forks and <laughs> everything. The they'll go all out. They will go out. They'll have, you know if they're making ribs or, or, or chicken, they'll, they'll they'll pour the barbecue sauce all over the place. But one thing they'll always have is a smile on their face. That's right. And even if they burn the chicken a little bit, the men are going to say, "Well, I meant to do that. It's it's charcoal." <laughs> Next time you go to a barbecue, you definitely got to check this out. Definitely have to check this out. <laughs> another thing you want to, another rule you want to teach your son in a negotiation: never make the first offer. Now you always want the other person to make the offer first. Now, let's say you're negotiating a job or or something like that. You want to make sure the other person is not going to undercut you. For example. You go for a job and they say, yeah, we're going to offer you this job doing A, B, and C. <clears throat> so what do you think your salary should be? Well, if you sit there and say, well, maybe it's $2 an hour. Yeah, that's what we were thinking too. No, <laughs> no. Let them let them make the offer first. Say, well, what do you think it should be? You see my skill level. You You know what I'm capable of. I'm just curious, what do you think my skills are worth? And let them start. Don't let them undercut you. If they say $2, you say, come on. Really, $2? We're joking, right? And see what their reaction is. If they really want you, they will pay you. Or if you're negotiating anything, go to a tag sale. Um, Negotiating to buy a car. You never want to make the first offer. Let, Let them make that offer. Let them do it first. Very important. You you don't want to screw yourself. Definitely don't want to do that. So, uh, if you ever go on vacation, I I take my kids on vacation, and and we usually stay at a few hotels. And always when you go, they always have a checkout. Okay, this is your checkout. But do you know they may have a late checkout? So you say, I always try to request the late checkout just so you can get a few more hours in wherever you are. I mean, this is assuming you don't have to catch an, an airplane to go somewhere or a train or a bus. But if you can actually get it so that you can have a late checkout, some, some places check you out, they say checkout is at 10. But, you know, they got to clean a lot of rooms too. So maybe you could be the last room and say, can I check out at 12? So I can sleep in late, go to the beach a little longer or go hit the museums or or do this or do that. I, you know, got to speak up. You have to make sure you're not undercutting yourself. <laughs> That's what this whole thing is. It's trying to rules to teach your son. So, you know, they understand in life that that you can negotiate things. You can definitely negotiate things. And late checkout is definitely one of them. Here's one you really, you really have to teach your son. But, you know, you should teach your son, but they should have enough common sense to know this. But sometimes... I mean, let's face it, if, if sense, if common sense was common, 
Everybody would have it, right? Wonder if everybody out there can say it with me. Try try to say it with me. If common sense was common, everybody would have it. And this is true. You know, when somebody entrusts you with a secret and they don't want anybody to know about it, the last thing you want to do is tell somebody. You want to keep it. You want to keep that secret because they're trusting you. They're trusting you with this secret. They're expecting you to hold this in confidence because they want to get it off their chest. They want to make, you know, just in case something happens. It's a secret. Some people say, well, if it's such a secret, why are you you telling me? Well, maybe they trust you. Maybe they need somebody to talk to. Maybe they need a friend. And friends, true friends are hard to find. I hate to say it, but they really are hard to find. So when you find that friend and somebody entrusts you with a secret, you definitely want to keep it. You don't want to let them down. You don't want them to think you can't be trusted. You got a big mouth. You'll just tell everybody. What kind of person? What, what does that say about your character? What does it say about whether or not you have class? What, what does it say about you as an individual, as a human being? What does that say? It's, it's disgusting. Disgusting. If you sit there and blab all over the place somebody's secret, they're, they're trusting you with it. I mean, a secret can be a little secret. It can be a big secret. Now, it's up to you what you want to do with the secret, but maybe they want your advice. But if it's a secret. But I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, with, with me and my kids, I'm, I'm going to have to draw the line there, I guess, because there's another thing. I tell my kids, and I told them when they were young, there are no secrets from dad, okay? We don't keep secrets. So I, I, I'm not sure about this one here. Now I'm not thinking about it. When, when entrusted with a secret, keep it. I guess this is when you're older. You got to use your common sense because when you're younger, you, you don't want something to happen to your child. I mean, your, your child could be abused by somebody and they'll say, it's our secret. You have to explain to your child what a secret is, what a good secret is, and a bad secret. A bad secret is something, if somebody's doing some harm to you, you do not keep that secret. You make sure you tell somebody. If you can't tell your parent, then you tell a teacher, you tell a policeman, you tell somebody. But yeah, that's one of the big things with with my children. I, I, I guess there's there's two kinds of secrets. And you don't want your kid holding a bad secret, because that that could hurt them emotionally, intellectually, physically, psychologically. You don't want your kid messed up like that. And if your kid, that's a big thing, if your kid is being abused or being bullied at school or or, or, or anything, you let them, you know, you say, hey, this is not a secret. This is a problem. This is a bad situation, and I don't want you in it. This is something we should be talking about. There's a difference between, you know, be, between friends having a, a little secret and a secret like that. Yeah, you're a parent. You, you got you to gotta set the boundaries. You have to explain to them about secrets. I'm going to change. You definitely got to explain to them about secrets because maybe there shouldn't be any secrets, right? I'm reading it here. Maybe there shouldn't be any secrets. You know, that, that, that's, that, that's sort of a touchy one, I guess. I guess it all depends on how you raise your kids, and hopefully they don't have any bad secrets. You know, I, I have three girls, I have two boys, and I always worried about them. 
going to school, something happening to him, you know, walking home, something happening to him, staying over at a friend's house, something happens. So I, 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 I worry as a parent. I'm always worrying about my kids. And my kids told me, Dad, you're overprotective. Well, yeah, I'm overprotective. That's my job. I'm not going to tell you I'm not going to be overprotective. Okay? I would rather be overprotective and overprotective parent than a parent who says, you go do what you want. I don't even care. I don't even care what you do. Go on. Go on. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you when I see you. No. I tell my kid, I want to know where you're going. And you know when I'll see you? I'll see you when you FaceTime me in about 10 minutes. I want to know. I remember... Uh, not to get off track. So my daughter, she was over at her friend's house. And I said, oh, yeah, your friend's house? She goes, yeah. So I'm, I'm like uh, FaceTiming her. So I said, show me the room. I want to make sure you're not at a party. She said, what? I said, you show me. The, you, you, you flip that phone around. You show me what's going on there. I want to see what's going on. Okay. Hey. Not that I don't trust my daughter. But sometimes kids can get in a situation that they can't get out of. And they need some help. And I just want to make sure my kids are safe and my kids are okay. That's what I teach my sons. I, I'm going to be there for you. Okay? Okay, rules to teach your sons. Hold your heroes to a higher standard. Yeah. I, I, I have an uncle who, he, he's passed. He's been passed for many years now. But he was a fireman, and he put out fire. That's a hero for you. That's a hero, dude. But you wouldn't expect a fireman to uh, start fires because that, that's not good. That's, that's not a hero. <laughs> that's a, that wouldn't be good. I'm not saying my uncle did that. He didn't do that. He was a great fireman. And I don't, I'm just using this as an example. As a pure example, I don't think firemen go around doing arson. Definitely not. I've never heard of anything like that. But, you know, this is, and this, you know, you hold your heroes to a higher standard. Uh, just like politicians. Politicians are, are voted in the office. You expect them not to lie to you. You expect them to do a great job. You expect them to get the job done, to look out for the little guy, to look out for you and your family, to make sure you guys are going to be taken care of uh, through the year, through your life, make sure your kids aren't going to be racked up in debt, everything else like that. We have to make sure we hold our heroes to a higher standard now. No, there are no Supermen. There are no Batman. There are no Aquaman or Wonder Womans. But you know what? There are people just like them. And our heroes can be doctors and nurses, people in the military, teachers. That's right, teachers, paramedics. They can be your next door neighbor. They can, and you know what? Your kids will grow up. They'll probably say, Mom and Dad, you are my hero because you are always there. You're a good role model. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Heroes, heroes are you know all over the place. My kids are just starting to drive, and uh, things you want to teach your kid when they, when they drive, and, and they take your car. Return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Now I'm not talking just my car. <laughs> I mean, if, if your child goes to rent a car, and they're at a rent a place, and they say, okay, here's your car. Return it with a full tank of gas. Return it with a full tank of gas. Why are you not returning it full? That's sort of common sense. That's, it's respect. You don't want to leave like a drop of gas in there. Then the next person gets in and says, oh, geez, here we go. Here we go. We got to fill up the tank because 
lazy person over here who didn't want to put gas in the car, and now we got to spend extra money. So disrespectful. Shows me their character. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. It's disgusting. Teach your kid. Doesn't doesn't take much to uh, have a little respect to fill up the tank, you know? (laughs) It just doesn't. You're going to use the car? Don't abuse it. Fill it. Fill up that tank. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Don't let a wishbone grow where your backbone should be. You, you, did, you definitely don't want that. Don't let a wishbone grow where your backbone should be. I'll give you an example. When I was younger in college, I loved to go to bars to go dancing. Now, I, 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 I didn't drink. Didn't, I just didn't like the taste of beer. And in my family, there's a lot of alcoholics, and I've seen how they act, and I said, no, thank you. But the, uh, the other thing is I never really had a desire to drink alcohol, never really grew up around a lot of alcohol. My, my dad drank beer on the weekends, but that's the only thing I saw. Parents didn't smoke or drink like that. Um, so I would go to the bars, and all I wanted to do was dance. I love to dance. I love it's It's like exercise. So I would go with my friends, and my friends, I don't know what, they went there for whatever. But I, I went there just to dance. <clears throat> and uh, not having enough uh, um, guts to just st- dance by myself, <laughs> I always wanted to have somebody dance with me. So I would go through the bar, and I would ask every girl in the bar, and we're talking like 100 or more girls, and th- you know they would say no, nope, nope, nope. Um, but there'd always be that one that would say, yeah. <clears throat> so I would dance with that one, you know, end of the night, my friends would say, oh, you're such a loser. You asked every girl in the bar and they all rejected you. I said, yeah, but one said, yeah. And I said, what did you guys do? You just sat in the corner drinking beer, getting drunk. So I guess you had a good night. <laughs> but uh, one thing I did learn out of that, now remember, we are talking about uh, never let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. I, I always figured I never had a backbone. Um, but I, I will tell you one thing I did learn. After a while, I realized, instead of just asking all the g- girls to to dance on a dance floor, when they said no, I said, hey, you want to dance? They said, no. I said, you want to talk? My name's Price Ray. And you are? Yeah, a lot of them would like to talk. And uh, then I'd say, okay, it was very nice meeting you. I'll probably never see you in the future, because I'm being honest. Um, Have a great life. Um, I would say 30% of the time, they'd say, hey, listen, let's, let's, let's dance for a couple songs. It was great. I I guess I I like to talk back then, too. Um, But at least I would always say to myself, I would hate to go somewhere, like a dance club. A lot of them were dance clubs, too. Like a dance club, a bar, and just sit there and drink soda and say, I wish I had to ask that person to dance. You got to teach your kids, don't go through life saying, I wish I had to did this, I wish I had to did that, because... You only get one shot at life. You, there's, there's no second chances. There's no redos. Um, grab life. Grab life by the hand and say, hey, um, I don't want a wishbone where my backbone should be. So do you want to dance?
get out there and dance. <laughs> so, I, I I always say on another thing, um, I say uh, if you need music on the beach, you're missing the point. Teach your kids that you know you go to the beach, go to the beach to relax, have fun, enjoy yourself, soak it in. I mean, you want to get away from everything. Enjoy the sound of the ocean. Enjoy listening to the seagulls in the sky. Enjoy watching the clouds go by. Enjoy people watching. Enjoy feeling the grains of sand, the warm sand beneath your feet and your hand. And look out towards the ocean and think how peaceful it is. How peaceful. How peaceful and great life is. It's amazing when you go to the beach. We don't need to be distracted by music. Definitely not. Music is a huge, I mean a huge distraction and don't be distracted by that kind of stuff. No. I would I wouldn't want to be distracted by that. I'm not saying you're never going to want to listen to music, but tell your tell your sons, "Hey, enjoy life." Cuz it goes by in a blink of an eye. Believe it or not. Just yesterday I I was in high school. I was in college. I was having my first kid. Now I've had five kids. My oldest one's turned uh, 18. He'll be 19 in October. I mean, time does fly. You don't want to waste it. Definitely don't. And those are some things I tell my son. And now, it's story time. A struggling artist stops by the studio where his recent work was hanging for sale. The owner tells him he has good news and bad news. The good news is that the man, a man, dropped by the studio today and put in an offer to buy every single piece. He just wanted my guarantee that the works would be worth twice what it would be paid if you were to pass away. I told him they would double, possibly triple in value. So he bought all of them. Whoa, exclaimed the artist. That's fantastic. What could be the bad news? The guy said, the guy is your doctor, the owner says. (laughs) Just a little story for everybody out there. (laughs) Listen, I want to thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can download any of my pad podcasts, morning, noon, and night, and hear them all over the world and the internet. It's great. The internet's something. It'd be great to uh, hear from you guys and hear what you have to say. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. I want to thank you all for listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see because it is free. That's right, free. Don't be a jerk. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow, guys, is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at any child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, 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 everybody. Thanks for joining me here today. Let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back. Peace. And I will see all of you later.